and his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of God, his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords, his mercy endures forever. To him alone who does great wonders, his mercy endures forever. Father, we bless you for your mercy that endures forever. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We magnify your holy name for all that you have done. We bless you. 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 We bless you, Jehovah Nisi. We thank you, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Rhea. Lift up your voice and give God the praise. Lord, we exalt you. We magnify your holy name, O God. We magnify your holy name. Father, be thou exalted. 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 Thank God for this hour. Blessed be your name, King of Heaven. Lord, we magnify thee. We praise you, O Lord. We praise you, O Lord. We praise you, O Lord. We exalt and magnify your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for this very day. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praised. Yes, Pastor Tyler, hand over Thank to you, you for the next. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Apostle. I'd like to invite to start us off tonight in the first. Muted. Um, Dikini, Dikini Shorga, Dikin, you are live. Thank you, Pastor. Good evening, everyone. Um, I'll take my scripture from the book of Genesis 47, from verse 1. I read, it says, Joseph went and told Pharaoh, My father and brothers with their flocks and herds and everything they own have come from the land of Canaan and, now, and are now in Goshen. He chose five of his brothers and presented them, to, presented them before Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked the brothers, what is your occupation? Your servants are shepherds, they replied to Pharaoh, just as our fathers were. They also said to him, we have come to leave here for a while, because the famine is severe in Canaan, and your servants' flock have no pasture. So now please let your servants settle in Goshen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, your father and your brothers have come to you, and the land of Egypt is before you. Search your father and your brothers in the best part of the land. Let them leave in Goshen. And if you have any of them among, if you have any among them with special ability, put them in charge of my flocks or my livestock. Amen. Um, we, we can draw a parallel between um, the situation Joseph um, and Jacob had to go through and uh, our current situation in the United Kingdom in the sense that. Um, God foretold what was to happen through Joseph and Pharaoh, uh, and God has been speaking to us for many, many years through our father, Pastor Williams, um, about the third financial crisis. He spoke about a plague that was yet to come, about the standard that will be raised um, for for the saints of God. Um, and, I, and I just want us to pray. If we read um, the, the, a few chapters before that, um, in verse chapter 45, verse 7, Joseph was saying to his brothers, God sent me ahead of you in order to bring you through this um, crisis and save you with a great deliverance. 
for him in chapter 47, verse 27. Uh, I'll just read that quickly. Now the Israelites settled in Egypt, in the region of Goshen. They acquired properties there and were fruitful and increased greatly. This was basically like the fulfillment of the promise God had made to Jacob that I would, I would uh, make your descendant numerous, I would prosper you and, and, and the rest of them. And God has made so much promises to us um, as a people as Christ will tabernacle. So I want us to pray that God will reveal to us by divine revelation to open our eyes to our own Goshen, um, where the Lord has promised to prosper us, that we would enter hearing, that the Lord will bring our paths across the paths of our Joseph, and our Pharaoh will be willing that all the promises of God to Christ be fulfilled, as promised in the book of Psalm 37, verse 19. It says, In the time of disaster you will not wither, but in the days of famine you would enjoy plenty. Uh, let us read the Bible verses on prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for you spoke to us like you did in the time of old concerning this season. As you sent Joseph ahead, you have sent us ahead and you have brought us into this land. Father, we pray that you will fulfill your purposes for us in this land. Lord, fulfill your purposes for us in this land. Every one of us in the land that we are, the Bible says we are aliens in the land that we sojourn. We are sojourners in the world. In this time of scarcity, bring increase to Christ with tabernacle. Let our gift be relevant. Let our uh, uh, um, everything that we have learned, let it be relevant. In this very season, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, we pray thee, O Rabbi Father, we beseech thee, we beseech thee, we beseech thee, we beseech thee by your mercy. Let our give be relevant in this season. Let our give be relevant in this season. Oh, serving Lord. Father, open floodgate for CFT. According to what you have said in that verse 27. Now the Israelites settled in Egypt, efforts to settle in every nation that we are born in. And concerning the land, and they prospered. Father, Lord, help us to prosper in the land. Lord, settle us in our goshen. Help us to be fruitful. Bring to pass every covenant promise you have told us as a church, as a people. Father, bring them to pass. Bring them to pass. Bring them to pass. Bring them to pass. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. Bring all your promises to pass in our life. Bring all your covenant to pass in our life. Oh, Father God, increase us in the land of the living. Increase us in the land of the living. Lord, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. Increase us in the land of the living. In Jesus' holy name. I'm not like to invite um, Dickness Mercy. Dickness Mercy, you are live. Thanks, Pastor. Good evening, all. I'll take my reading from Genesis chapter 47. I'll read some verses from, just selected verses. Uh, I'll start from verse 
12. So there was no food in, there was no food. However, in the whole region, where the famine was severe, both Egypt and Cana wasted away because of the famine, verse 14. Um, Joseph collected all the money that was to be found in Egypt and Cana in payment for the grain that they were buying. And he brought it to Pharaoh's residence, verse 15. When the money of the people of Egypt and Cana was gone, all Egypt came to, to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? Our money is all gone. Verse 16. Joseph answered, Bring your livestock, said Joseph. I will sell you food in exchange for your livestock. I could just bring that quickly to verse 20. So Joseph bought all the land in Egypt for Pharaoh. The Egyptians, one and all, sold their feet. And if you go down there, you find out that Joseph has strategy both for the immediate situation, the medium-term situation, as well as for long-term situ situation. Joseph was a life giver, life saver in Egypt, as well as for the whole world. So my prayer for each and every one of us over the last over 100 days, our Father in the Lord, I've really imparted so much knowledge of God's word in us. So we are full of God's blessing. And this is the time for us to now go out with our short-term, long-term, and immediate-term goals. For us to begin to impact this nation positively. We cannot begin to think, of, oh, I'll just feed my family and that's enough for me. I think we need to move away from that. Joseph was a prime minister in a strange land. We need to begin to fill positions in this country. Of course, not because we become politicians, because we become policy makers, but not until we are in strategic positions in this land. There's no way we can change situations. It's before to pray. But we need to take action. We cannot continue to remain where we are. We all need to launch out. Also, our Father the Lord has set the long-term vision for the church during our last anniversary. I don't know how many of us are actively seeking to improve ourselves so that we can become fulfillers of that long-term vision for the church as well as for ourselves. So I believe that this COVID-19 period is a time for us to be blessed. Because what of God says in Romans 8.28, that all things work together for good, for us that love God. This is the time for the work of the heathen to be transferred to us so that that can be transferred to the church for the long-term vision of the church to be accomplished. Let us pray now that, Lord, change my perspective to life. Change my thinking. Help me to take step of faith and elevate me to a similar position that Joseph was in, that he was able to influence the whole of Egypt. Let us pray in Jesus' name. My Amen. Father, I thank you and bless your holy name because you are a glorious God. You are the King of Kings, you are the Lord of Lords, you are the God. You are the in this season. Make us relevant. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, make us relevant. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, gratitude to Lord, we pray thee. Oh, Lord, we pray thee. Make us relevant in this season. Oh, Father God Almighty, Lord, we be 60 by your mercy. 
will be 60 by your mercy. Make us relevant to God. Make us relevant to God. Make us relevant to God. Lord, we pray thee in this very time, Lord, make us relevant. Make us relevant, Father, in the name of Jesus. Make us relevant in the name of Jesus. Lord, if Joseph became a prime minister in the foreign land, Father, make us relevant in the land that we dwell. Make us relevant in the land that we dwell. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, sovereign one, we pray thee. Let Christ with Tabernacle be relevant in every nation of the earth. Let Christ with Tabernacle be relevant in every city they are establishing. Let Christ be relevant to God. Let us be the shining beacon. Let us be the light in the midst of darkness. Let Christ with Tabernacle be the illumination for the nation. Father, that your name be glorified. Transform lives and nations through us. Oh, sovereign Lord, as you did with Joseph, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'd like to invite Elder Kingsley. Elder Kingsley, your life. Yeah. Good evening, Pastor, and good evening, everyone. As we continue in this prayer, we shall go to the book of Second Corinthians, chapter four, reading from verse one to nine. Therefore. Since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Two, rather we have renounced secrets and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Three, and even if our gospel is veiled. Yes. It is veiled to those who are perishing. Mm. And for the God of this age has blinded the minds of all believers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Five, for what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servant for Jesus' sake, Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, make this light shine in our heart to give us the light, the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Seven. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show to show that all surpass that all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And I will reference. One of the, uh, the scripture we read yesterday, one of the verses, that is verse 3, sorry, verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. Now, we are going to pray to God. Since this time of lockdown, we have been fed of the truth of the gospel. We have our earthly body 
have been likened to the darkness. But the light of God is inside of us. Through his Holy Spirit he has given us. And for that light to shine, it means we need, we need the knowledge of Christ, which is what we have been fed since this lockdown began to this day, over a hundred days. So we are going to pray to God that this knowledge of God we have received, let it reflect Christ through us so that we will be able to be that blessing. When people come across us, they see the light of God in us and give glory to the Father to be able to give directions and solutions to the problems and predicaments of this generation. Our body goes through a lot of affliction and all of that, but they are the earthly jar, which is referred to in the scripture we just read. So our body is the darkness for the inside of all the light, for the light of God to replace in the knowledge and understanding that we have gained in this season. That's not a manifestation of Jesus. Father, we ask, O oh God, that the knowledge that we have received during this season may transform our lives, O oh God. That you will impact us, Father, with the knowledge that we have received in this season. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, empower us, Lord. Refine us, Lord. Transform us, Lord. Do not let us receive this knowledge for nothing. Oh, Lord, our God, the knowledge of you that we have received in this season, let it begin to be made visible. Father, when the flood was over, you sent the easterly wind and it blew on the water. The top of the mountain became visible. Reveal us, O God, by the knowledge of the word that we have been receiving from you. Heaven has impacted our life. Let our life be revealed. Father, in the name of Jesus, you have impacted us, gracious Father. And grace us to manifest the impartation. And grace us to reveal that which you have impacted into us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, we pray thee. Father, Lord, the Bible says the light shines in darkness. And darkness cannot overcome Help our light to shine in darkness. Lord, let all be revealed among mortal men. That your name be exalted. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When the time drew near for Israel to he called for his son Joseph and said to him, If I have found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my side. 
and promise that you will show me kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt, but when I rest with my fathers, carry me out of Egypt and bury me where they are buried. I will do as you say, he said. Uh, of course, we understand that when there was famine in, in, in Canaan, they went to Egypt. But despite the comfort and abundance they had in Egypt, Jacob was still, was still mindful of God's promises to him concerning Canaan. And he held unto that promise even unto death. And likewise, as God promised Jacob and his descendants the land of Canaan, Jesus Christ also has promised us a heavenly hope. He said in John chapter 14 that in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I would have told you, but I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Now I want us to pray that God will help us that in all our aspirations, in all our challenges, in all our challenges on this earth, that He will help us to always contemplate our heavenly hope. That as Jacob held on to that promise, even to the very end, that God will empower us, that we will also hold on to this promise to the end, that nothing will cut us short, nothing will disqualify us. Let's go to pray in the name of Jesus. And so, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, we thank you for your promise of heavenly hope that you have made unto us. And we thank you for setting our path even on that one, on, 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 on setting our feet on that path. Lord, we commit ourselves unto you, spiritual soul and body. We pray that you continue to guide us, O Lord God. Take us off in the name of Jesus Christ. We will not be distracted in the name of Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18 says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Say so we fix our eyes not on, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Lord God, we release ourselves for you. We receive the grace to fix our gaze on what is unseen in the name of Jesus Christ. That everything we see will not disqualify us. Thank you, Father, my God. We bless you, Lord. We give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' holy name, we are great. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I would now like to hand back over to Apostle. Apostle, sir. Yes, you are very welcome again to the Wednesday meeting. As we know that Wednesday meeting is um, our Bible study. I call it Bible Exposé. The issue is that we are conducting this service from Paris. We have to quickly come for an urgent spiritual call in Paris. And that's the reason why you are seeing a different background to what you normally see. Uh, this is our first Wednesday meeting that uh, we will be holding this way. Those of you who have sent uh, email or text that you would like to share. I have sent you the link for the Zoom. So I will appreciate that you connect with the Zoom. And if you are not at work, please make sure your camera is working so that we can see your faces because we will go into sharing uh, together now. I will hand over to Mommy Oma who will introduce the program and then we can Go ahead to do our share. Praise the Lord. We are together again to share the word of God, and I believe that God Himself will manifest Himself this evening in Jesus' name. Uh, some of you have really written, and I'm so happy that uh, we now start to resume back as we normally do in church. Some of you have uh, phoned that you want to contribute. 
And I think uh, Pastor Tayo, you have the list with you. I have oh, the you list. have the list. Okay. 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 Do you call them for me according to the list? Okay. So, so before I call yeah. the list, the 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 scripture that we are deliberating on today, we are doing overview summary of Jeremiah chapter 52, the fall of Jerusalem. Yeah. And the reason why I'm introducing it is because we may have some of you watching us live down on the YouTube or on the free conference call <coughs> who have just joined this meeting. Usually we have prayer on a daily basis, including today. And then today happened to be our Bible study as well. So we will look at Jeremiah. We have been looking at the book of Jeremiah from chapter 1 verse by verse over months and we concluded Jeremiah last in about three weeks ago and then because of other activities so today we are looking into summary of chapter 52 of Jeremiah so Pastor Tayo if you can put on the Kenneth Mercy on the free conference call so that we can hear her contribution each one of you is given two minutes to tell us point blank the things you want to communicate from that Jeremiah chapter 52. So, Dickiness, mercy, please, can you put that on? Okay, thanks a lot. Thank God for um, Jeremiah 52. It's a book of um, lessons to be learned because what happened was King Zedekiah, as you all know, from when you look at the previous Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah we have read previously, we find out that and Jeremiah on several occasions spoke to him the word of God for him to submit to the Babylonians and himself and his kingdom and his people will be saved. But what happened was he failed to listen to all the directions, instructions from the mouth of God through prophet Jeremiah. And what happened right here in uh, 52, the Lord God of glory brought to pass all the prophecies as he spoke to um, Prophet Jeremiah. And Zedekiah wanted to now escape because it was just too late for him. He was captured by the Babylonians. And before his very eyes, his sons, all the big men, the people that were linked to him, they were all killed before his very eyes. And not only that, his eyes were brushed out and was now taken to Babylon, Babylon in captivity where he died. So the lessons to be learned from this is we should take the word of God that we hear seriously. And we should ensure that each time our parents in the Lord make prophecy, for example, even the current day situation. I know for many years our father in the Lord have told us to be praying Psalm 37 verse 19, that in front we shall have plenty. And I'm sure many of what that have been we are enjoying even in this time of famine. So even when the word of God comes to us, we should take it seriously. Because by doing that, we are doing our own self good. So we should not just brush aside lightly so that we don't suffer the consequence that might um, come due to our disobedience. So in, in here, because Jeremiah, um, uh, because of the kind of thing was disobedient, he had a very bad consequence. And we cannot be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay, Sister Philomena, you are right. Well, what about the Jeremiah 
my heart and he says there he says it was because of the Lord's anger that all this happens to Jerusalem and Judah and in the end he trudged them from his presence that is he casted them out from his presence and that's a grievous situation that a Christian would not like to be in so we know that the life of Zedekiah was a life not to be written home about because he was a mouthful of evil. And the sin of Judah and the sin of Jerusalem, the three sins that our mother went through when she was teaching this was the sin of rebellion, idolatry, and pride. And it's because of this rebellion act and the sin of idolatry that God became angry with the children of Judah and Jerusalem. And when I was searching the scripture, I look at um, the life of David, when David sinned against God in taking the wife of Uriah, Bathsheba. And one of the book of Psalm that um, David wrote was the book of Psalm 51, where he says, verse 11, where he says that, do not cast me away from your presence. David treasured the presence of God more than anything else. Because being cast away from God's presence is as bad as death. Because when, you are, when someone is casted from God's presence, you lose the protection of God. You are open and exposed to Satan's attack. We pray this prayer during the 7 o'clock prayer and also the midnight. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 8 where it says, I will defend my house against my ruling forces. And never again will an oppressor overrun my people, for I am keeping watch. So when we have God's presence, we are covered. You know, we, we, are, we are not open to, the, to, to Satan's attack. We are covered, and God protects his own. And what can make us not to lose God's presence is a life of holiness. 
a life of obedience. Those are the kind of lifestyle that attracts God's presence. But when we live a life of sin and rebellion and disobedience to God, it repels us from his presence and we are exposed to Satan's attack. Another scripture that came to mind was Exodus 23 verse 20. When God promised the Israelite that, look, I'm going to go before you. I will send an angel ahead of you. And God warned them. He said, listen to the angel that I'm sending ahead of you and do not rebel. So the sin of rebellion, you know, exposes us to Satan's attack. And it keeps us away from God's presence. So if we want to enjoy God's presence, let's live a life of holiness. Let's live a life of obedience. And what will help us to do that is what we are doing right now. The lifestyle of praying, being in the presence of God, studying the word, and obeying God's precepts. Because before we know it, if we come out of God's protection, then we are not saved at all. So the Lord will help us to adhere to the word of God in Jesus' name. Okay. Yes, now we're here, Dickiness Bimbo. Please. Okay, praise the Lord. I'll be contributing from Jeremiah chapter 52 verses 1 and 2. When Mommy Omar was teaching us on this Jeremiah 52 about three weeks ago, she referred us to 2 Kings 25 and Jeremiah chapter 39. So we can read about the way Zedekiah was killed and also how Jerusalem fell in 2 Kings 25, 1 to 10, 2 Kings 24, 17 to 20, Jeremiah 39, 5 to 9, and Jeremiah 52, 4 to 7. So we read that Zedekiah did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And due to his evil-minded deeds, the people suffered. His sons were killed before his eyes, and he too died in a wretched way. Example, his eyes were put out. So why did these things happen to Zedekiah and even to the people of Jerusalem to suffer and fall? These were because of the sins committed by their king, Zedekiah. Some of these sins which Zedekiah committed were he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as we read, he did not turn to God. In fact, his act was hardened. He did not humble himself before prophet Jeremiah, a prophet of God. So applying this to ourselves, God has put Apostle Williams and Reverend Omar as the set man and woman of the house. And we should humble ourselves before them. We should not allow God to humble us himself. Like we all know, God has spoken so many words through Apostle and Mommy. In addition, many prophecies have been spoken through them, and these have come to pass. So we should listen to the words God has spoken, God, to the words God Almighty has always been speaking, been speaking through them, and not adding our hearts. The Lord will endow us with all listening ears to hear the word of God, and obey them, and also minds to understand what, is, what God is telling us in all situations. So, mommy told us, Reverend Omar told us that doing evil can cause famine in a Christian's life. Doing evil can cause one to die. This we can see in the fulfillment of the word of the Lord when Zedekiah inquired from Jeremiah if he had any word from the Lord. We can reference the Jeremiah 37, 17. She went further to remind us that doing evil takes one out of God's presence. So we need to remember, as the songwriter says, in the presence of God there is fullness of joy. So, we must, not, so we, must not, we must not allow Satan to take us out of God's presence. In conclusion, and the lessons we should learn here are, 
We should avoid evil, but instead we should do good. I can reference this from 1 Peter 3, 11 and 12. We should fear God and obey His commandments, because when we do this, evil will, not, will never come to our minds. We should read, study, meditate and add God's, in our, add God's word in our hearts. When we do this, evil will not get into our hearts. May the Holy Spirit continue to empower us to do that. And may our, may our hearts not be hardened against turning to God. God will give us the heart of flesh to continually fear will be and honor God. We should always ensure we do not despise God's words. And we should make up our minds to hear Jesus' voice, to always do good and not hear the voice of strangers. So my final prayer for, for now is that we, may we not be taken out of God's presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. We bless the Lord. The next person I'm going to call is Brother Eric. Praise the Lord. Yes. My contribution is taken from Jeremiah chapter 52, verses 7 and 11, which read, Then the city wall was broken through, and the whole army fled. They left the city at night through the gate between the two walls near the king's garden, though the Babylonians were surrounding the city. They fled towards the Arabah. Then verse 11. Then he put out Zedekiah's eyes, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon, where he put him in prison till the day of his death. And due to unknown reasons, Jeremiah 52 is actually quite dissimilar to the rest of the book, because this chapter doesn't contain any prophecies, but rather the story shows uh, the culmination of all of Jeremiah's prophecies and the fulfillment of God's word through him. In fact, many people think that it wasn't even written by the prophet, but by his followers and people like Baruch, who wanted to show the whole world that God really does speak to his servants after Jeremiah had died. However, that's not the point of my contribution today. Rather, today I seek to show you the lessons we can learn from Zedekiah and the mistakes of the people of Israel. In the very first verses, we read that Zedekiah did evil in the eyes of the Lord, just as Jehoiakim had done. The author does not go on to describe Zedekiah's evil in detail, but Jeremiah's and 2 King 23's descriptions of Jehoiakim tell us all that we need to know. Zedekiah's actions, like those of many of the other Israelite kings, were abominations in the sight of God. At the end of verse 3, we see another example of Zedekiah's folly and incompetence as king. Because no one can come into power except by God, we have been told repeatedly to pray for our leaders, and when they do something wrong, to pray that God will steer them back onto the right path, not try to rebel and protest against them. As Mamioma taught us when she spoke to us about rebellion, Zedekiah completely disregarded this and even led a rebellion against Nebuchadnezzar. As the rest of this story tells us, this did not end well for him. Finally, Zedekiah chose to run away from God. Just as trying to wash off foodstuff dropped in sand is the worst thing you could do, Trying to run away from God and his just anger is the worst thing a sinner could do, as Jonah found out the hard way. This resulted in the capture, torture, the murder of all those dear to him, and, his, and the life imprisonment of Zedekiah. So as I conclude this contribution, I'd like to say that although none of us is perfect, and though none of us may have committed the sins of Zedekiah to such an extreme, including child sacrifice, idol worshipping, etc., we must watch our lives and learn from the people of the Bible and the Old Testament so that we may not sin like they did and suffer a greater fate. 
We must let our actions be a light to the world, not our words. And we must do before we teach, as Jesus taught us in Acts 1. We must pray for our leaders. And when we sin, and when we, sin we must ask for forgiveness with humble repentance and never try to escape God. For as Jeremiah 52 has shown us, and Ezekiel told us, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Amen. Thank you so much, brother Eric. Eric. I would like to bring mommy right now to uh, conclude the summary on chapter 52 of Jeremiah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I really want to say thank you to every one of you that contributed. You are doing a great job. You cannot come down. And uh, I also want to say thank you to Apostle for the opportunity granted us to flex our muscles as well, to teach the word of God. And uh, my sincere appreciation also goes to uh, Pastor Tayopli. You have a lot of drama after this uh, <laughs> COVID hiding. Amen. Thank you so much. And every one of you that are watching. Uh, as I've always said to us that uh, we are not going to only deliberate on the chapter that we study. We are going to be going in and out of the scriptures. There are several reasons that causes Jerusalem to fall when you look from the beginning of the scriptures. Time will not permit us, but I'll be reading some of them to you while I will not read some, but you go back home to read them. Why did, Jeremiah, why did Jerusalem fall? Let's go back to the vision of the boiling pot, which we'll see from that <coughs> Jeremiah chapter 1, 13 to 14. That a disaster is going to come from the north because of the sin of the people. You can also see this in some other part of the chapters to mention, but a few. In that Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 5. Write them down so that I can go back home to study them. And Jeremiah 1 to 8 is not only that main Jeremiah 52 that actually describes the fall of Jeremiah, uh, the fall of Jerusalem. There have been several acts and attitudes of these people like many of you have uh, contributed right now. And this is repeated on many, many occasions. Knowing fully well from the beginning of the book of Jeremiah that God has sent Jeremiah a, dif a difficult message, like he sent us difficult message as well to this world. But he promised that he will be with him. And that takes us to Jeremiah, let's say, that takes us to Jeremiah chapter 1, 17 to 19. God prepared Jeremiah, even at the time that God called Jeremiah, prepared Jeremiah that he must not be afraid. Some of us to carry out the instruction of the word of God, fear might keep us. But today I just want to tell us that we must not be afraid. We will not fall in Jesus' name. Jeremiah 1, 17 to 19 now says, get ready. Get yourself ready. This is God. I want to encourage us as we study the Bible, as we study the Word of God, to also get ourselves ready. Stand up and say to, to them, whatever I command you, do not be terrified by them, or I will terrify you before them. So I want to encourage us as well. Let us not be terrified, but let us get ourselves ready for the task so that Jerusalem will not fall. Amen. Today, in that verse, he said, Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, 
against his officials, his priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you, and will rescue you, declares the Lord. And this you can see in several places, as you read along the scripture, they actually fought against Jeremiah. Jeremiah was put in prison. Jeremiah was put in a, in a muddy system. Jeremiah was accused. A lot of things, like even the word of God that was spoken was burnt, that uh, Baruch wrote, the word of God was burnt, that uh, God sent through Jeremiah. So he had a lot of uh, things that could frighten him, that could even make him not to do the work. But yet, he did the work. And, and still, Jeremiah, Jerusalem falls. So because of this reason that I'm going to mention to us now, and I want you to write them down at your own time, go back to the book of Jeremiah and try to look at them again. Because if we, if we, start, if we, if we, uh, if we allow this words I'm about to speak now to rule our hearts, we'll be able to guard ourselves from falling as well. What made uh, Jerusalem to fall? The wickedness for forsaking and for sinning against God. And that you can see in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 16. Let me just quickly go to, to, to that. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 16. What made Jerusalem to fall? Before that, verse 16, I just quickly read so that I can be able to have an understanding. He said, the Lord said to me from verse 14, From the north, disaster will be poured out on all who live in the land. That is the judgment that is coming on Jerusalem. I'm about to summon all the peoples of the northern kingdoms, declared the Lord. Their kings will come and set up their thrones in the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem. And that actually happened <coughs> between the king of Babylon. They will come against all her surrounding walls and against all the towns of Judah. Verse 16 says, I will pronounce my judgment on my people because of their wickedness, which is number one reason in forsaking me. Their wickedness in burning incense to other gods, praying to other gods, serving other gods, is a wickedness before the Lord. And in worshipping what their hands have made, may that not be us in the name of Jesus. So why, one of the reasons why uh, uh, Jerusalem for wickedness and for forsaking for and for sinning against God. Let's look at chapter 2, Jeremiah chapter 2, verse uh, 13. Jeremiah 2, 13. Why did uh, Jerusalem fall? And in that Jeremiah 2, verse 13, he said, My people have committed two sins. What are the sins? They are forsaking me, the spring of living water. You can see Jesus there describing the spring of living water. He said, is anyone thirsty? So they should, we should come to him and drink. But we for Jerusalem forsook God, or they forsake God, and they came to ruin. If anyone forsake God, he will definitely come to ruin. And number two reason, he said, absorb their own system. They broke the system that cannot hold water. Trust religion, trusting in friends, trusting in family, and doing all wrong things. And you know, as a pastor, Pastor Debbie, pride and arrogance. That's another reason why Jerusalem fought. 
He said, is Israel a servant a slave by birth? Why then has he become plunder? Lions have roared. They have growled at him. They have laid waste his land. His towns are burned and deserted. Also, men of Memphis and Tempest have shaved the crown of their head. Have, not, have you not brought this on yourself by forsaking the Lord your God when he led you in the way? Now, why go to Egypt? The reason why Jerusalem fell back leading Christians by going back to Egypt to drink water from the shield. And why go to Assyria to drink water from the river? To the world and going back to all your bad habits. Now, the reason why Jerusalem fall, your wickedness will punish you. Your backsliding will rebuke you. Consider then and realize how evil and bitter it is for you when you forsake the Lord your God and have no awe or fear of him, declares the Lord, the Almighty God. And you can continue to read on and on. You are looking at why the Jerusalem fall. Because they forsook the Lord and they go back after their own false way of life or false religion. Number two reason why Jerusalem fall. Idol worshipping. You have heard me read in that scripture. They followed worthless idols. You can read that chapter 2, verse 11. Talks about this. Why did Jerusalem fall? Unfaithfulness. Likened to an unfaithful wife. Jerusalem was likened to an unfaithful wife, to her husband, that is sleeping all around. You know, for a better understanding, you can read that from Jeremiah chapter 3, because I said to us, we are not going to leave the book of Jeremiah, just finish and then we rest. We are going to go back and forth, and that is what I'm trying to do with us here. Why did Jerusalem fall? And this is what can happen to anyone that decided to ignore God and try to follow their own way. It was all and it's because of Jerusalem's unfaithfulness. Hence, it was likened to an unfaithful wife that was unfaithful to her husband. Because of time, read that Jeremiah chapter 3, 1 to 22. I'm, I'm giving you assignment, so you write down. You are going to submit to me the reason why Jerusalem falls. Then, we, because you have studied the book of uh, Jeremiah, which told us all these things, you are going to go to the scripture and you are going to give me the full history. You are submitting it to the church uh, library. Amen. So, the best one I'm going to choose, I know every word is the best. So, I'm choosing everybody's uh, right up. The reason why Jerusalem falls greed, FL, greed and selfishness. And this you can also see in our lives, some lifestyle, in some lives. Greed and selfishness which is also mainly the sin of the priests and the prophets. The people that were put in charge to oversee the people of God, they were so greedy and they were selfish. All these are also practiced in our society today. And that you can see in the book of Jeremiah chapter 26 to 29, then uh, 30 and 31, that Jeremiah chapter 5. Write them down because you are going to submit them to me. Many church leaders preach today for their belly's sake. They tell lies and deceive the people. With due respect to some of the leaders that I'm not going to mention you, I'll see them come and say, I have been telling lies, I have been deceiving the people. And people will just join them and be doing things. Thank God for the church of God that God has raised for us. We will not tell you lies. We let you to do things according to the conscience, the good conscience 
things that God has given to you. Many the Jerusalem fall because of their leaders, because of the selfishness and the greed and the greed of, of their leaders. The sin of the priests and the prophets who continue to tell lies or what the itching ears of the people want to hear. Another reason why Jerusalem fall or fell, because Jerusalem has fallen already, amen. Abominable acts of the people that you can see in that chapter 7, verse 30 to 34. Abominable acts of the people. Let's quickly go there because I really want to read this. Jeremiah 7, 30 to 34. You open it for me. Abominable acts of the people. As we open it, I'll read it to you. The reason why. Uh, um, Jerusalem fell. The people of Judah have done evil in my eyes, declared the Lord. They have set up their detestable idols in the house that bears my name and have defiled it. They have built the high places of prophets in the valley of Benjamin to burn their sons and daughters. The reason why Jerusalem fell in the fire, something I did not command. Nor did I end that did it enter my mind. A lot of people are doing this humanity, they're killing their children. Instead of them training their children, they kill their children to do abominable things. Things that God hates. Seven things that are detestable to God. They encourage their children to do evil. They use their children to you are killing them when you don't train them well. So beware, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when people will no longer call it. Prophet of Valley of Ben Anon, but the Valley of Slaughter. That is why they kill innocent children, for they will bury the dead in prophets until there is no more room. Then the carcasses of his people will become food for the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and there will be no one to frighten them away. I will bring an end to the sound of joy and gladness. And to the voices of bride and bridegroom in the town of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem, for the land will become desolate. Reason why Jerusalem fall. That's chapter 7, verse 30 to 34. Reason why Jerusalem fell. Wicked acts of the people towards God, God's prophets, e.g., Jeremiah in prison. Let us be very, very, very conscious of this very one. There are several times that we fund by, we uh, backbite, we do all sorts of biting. We do a lot of things to God's prophet, God's priest, God's uh, pastors, God's leaders. We must be very, very careful. It can make Jerusalem to fall. It can make us to fall. Amen. Jerusalem, this is the city, the city of God. We are the city of God. Hallelujah. The wicked acts of the people towards God's prophet, e.g., when Jeremiah was put in prison, and, the, and this you can see in, uh, the, let, me, let me finish, when Jeremiah was put in prison, number one, when Jeremiah was thrown into a murder system, mm. and how God sent an innocent man, Ebed-Melech, an Ethiopian, an official in the royal palace, or a Kushite. The reason why Jeremiah, uh, Jerusalem fell, the burning of God's word, careless Careless about the word of God. Thank God for our church. We are God, we are strong church, the word church, and we will continue to be like that. By the, 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 the burning of God's word, by Joachim, the king, 
And all these stories, you can see both the, the, when Jeremiah was put in prison, when he was thrown in a muddy cistern, when uh, 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 the word of God that was sent, uh, that was given by Baruch, was burnt. This you can see in the, in the chapters 36, 37, 38, and 39. Reason why Jer uh, Jerusalem fell. Pride, arrogance, and all the rest of that made Jerusalem to fall. May we not fall in the name of Jesus. We're going to hand over to Apostle. He's going to lead us in prayer. And all these that I've just brought out here. There are many, many more. I'll be bringing us back in and out. But as I said, I'm giving us an assignment. Everybody, anywhere you are, you can be in London, you can be outside London, you can be in Nigeria, you can be where you are watching this one. We want a write-up from you that we put in our library. I said to every one of you, you are good students. And I know you are going to write very well. You are, going to, you are people that know the, the right thing to write. So you are going to write and send to me the reason why Jerusalem fell. And I've given you some of the reasons. Some of you can do more research and can get more reasons. Then you send it to me. I want, I, I want to read them. And we are going to put it in the, the best. And I said to you all that you all write good things. So we are expecting that. And we are going to put it in our library. It's going to be there. We are going to put your name. That this is what you wrote. Amen. Aha. And the Lord bless you. That's all I have for us today. I was thinking I'd be able to go to Lamentation, but we cannot go. So next week we'll be able to go. Uh, when Jerusalem fell, you know, like as a prophet of God, Jeremiah was not really happy at all. You know, he is a, a weeping prophet. In one of his uh, scriptures, he said to the, that uh, one of Jeremiah chapter nine, I think, when he said the older women should teach the younger women how to wail, how to pray, to be great intercessor, you know. And uh, this is part of him. He's a wailing prophet. He, he, he cries all the time. And you know, there are many prophets and there are many priests that are crying. There are many parents that are crying because of their children. They will not fall in the name of Jesus. I rest my case as I hand over to Apostle. Well, I'm sure you have been mightily blessed. But can I just say to us that this book of Jeremiah, we're going to read it very shortly. Not uh, in the Bible study, but on your daily Bible study. Because it's one of the programs I have had in my after this, so that you can reflect back your mind. And what, what God is using Reverend Roma to tell us, we must not forget it. God does not forgive rebellion. Mm. He punishes every... He does not let a rebellious man go unpunished. It does not matter who the person may be. Even when you repent of rebellion, you will be punished for the seed of rebellion. So, you must never rebel. Now, can I just remind us too that one of the things that we said we reflected very much is the fact that Zedekiah was Jeremiah's grandson. Can you believe that? Second mm. Kings chapter 24, verse 18 to 20. Mm. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he began, he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. So he died at what age? He reigned for he, oh, sorry. He reigned only for eleven years, which means that his monarch ended at the age of thirty-two. He was twenty-one when he came. Thirty-two monarch ended, not death. Mm. Now, his his mother's name was Hamutal, daughter of Jeremiah. To have your grandfather as the prophet of the land, 
and God using him to give you direction in the land and for you to rebel and disobey him. You know, it's, it's, if it's somebody else's grandfather, we hear that. This tells you what ungodliness can, can do. It blinds the eyes of people. If, if, if Zedekiah will not even obey Jeremiah because he's a prophet, that was your grandfather. So then he says that she, you know, verse 19 says, He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, just as Jehovah King had done. It was because of the, of the lost anger that all, his, all this happened to Jerusalem and Judah. And in the end, he thrust them from his presence and cast them out. Now Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. So when a person rebels against God, you'll be rebelling against everybody. You'll be having battles all over your life. Another thing I want you not to forget is that God did not spare him because he was the grandson of a prophet. That's the reason why God will punish him more severely. If you look at chapter 51 verse 10, it says, There at Ribla, the king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. They brought his sons and killed them one by one before his eyes. Then he also killed the officials of Judah, all his confidants, who misled him. Then he put Zedekiah's eyes out. He allowed him to see rocks and then gorges out. You remember the person whose eyes was gorged out again? Samson. What made God, made him, you know, eventually finishing his eyes out? Rebellion. He went to marry from where God said, don't marry. And power entered his head and he corrupted him. However, I will end it up by saying, there is a young man too, who you should always remember when you look at this Zedekiah of a man. He was 21 years old. He has spiritual head of the country as his grandfather. He did not use him. He disobeyed him. He rebelled against him. And he ended up in doom. He despised prophecy. And what are they saying? He ended up in the Because his grandfather prophesied that his eyes would be gushed out. All his sons would be killed before him because of his rebellion. Are you not amazed that in his time they were burning their children to Molech? That's another terrible thing. But look at the ending of another man. Look at another man. In Second Chronicles chapter 24, 26, verse 3 to verse 5. It says, Uzziah was 16. Zedekiah was 21. But Uzziah was 16 when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. And Zedekiah, 11 years only, God terminated his rulership quick. Now look at this uh, Uzziah. His mother was Jecolah. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. This man, young boy, 16, did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Where the young man of 21 did him. Now, go back to this 7 Chronicles 24, 26. In the verse 4, it says he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah did. He didn't have a grandfather who was a man of God, but he had a father who was a God worshiper, who set the, the, the standard, and he followed the standard. Then look at verse 5. He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. <clears throat> the reason why this young man or young boy 
or 16 rule for 52 years was because he followed his father's godliness. Then he went to look for his spiritual covering, who is the prophet at the time, to come under him. He didn't have a grandfather who was a prophet. So that that man could instruct him in godliness because his father was dead. And the Bible says, as long as he sought God, he sought God according to the precept of his father. And then he's now under a, a spiritual head who is very, very much prayerful. A spiritual head who is very, very godly. He did not jump like butterfly. Have seven spiritual fathers. Some who negates what the other is saying. No, 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 no. He chose one. But the one he chose, he chose right. Somebody who hears God. Somebody who knows God. Somebody who sees God. So he followed him. And the Bible says, as long as he saw the Lord, God gave him success. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to pray. One of the prayer points was that God should give us heart of obedience. 2 Chronicles 20, 20. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness in Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in God. You shall be established, believe in his prophet. You will prosper. So we're going to pray, Lord, give me a heart of obedience. Do not let me despise your prophecy. Do not let me despise your prophecy. Do not let me despise your prophet. You know, it is possible for somebody to be under my voice all these years. And God has been ringing bell now for years. There will be third, third crisis, financial crisis. Add more to your skill. Seek God. Give you Bible story to read every day. It is possible that we have somebody in this church who is not even reading all this stuff. When people are discussing the Bible of the day, it looks like German speaking to a French or an English. You have no, you have rebelled against instruction. You did not do what God says. And maybe there are people who join with us in the church, but outside the church, they are wolves. People cannot see you outside and you mention that, ah, you go to Apostle William's church. The standard they would expect will be very high. But you cannot even meet up with anything because you can't say it because your ways are reckless and we will. We're going to pray to God. Father, every form of rebellion, take it away from us. Enable us, O oh God, to seek your face. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Give us a heart of obedience. Father, in the name of Jesus. Enable us, King of Heaven, to seek your face. In this very season, Lord, enable us because Satan is deceiving people all over the world. Do not allow deception to overcome us. Tell the Holy Spirit, send your fire into my mind. Send your fire into my heart. Destroy every form of deception. Destroy every form of rebellion. <clears throat> Purify my heart, O oh God. Help me to seek your face. That second critical said, as long as the young man Uzziah sought God, God gave him success. You seek God, God gave you success. You seek God, God give you success. You will never stop seeking God. Tell the Lord, protect my heart and mind from the deception of Satan. Do not let pride set into me. Do not let me turn away from you. Do not let me ignore your instruction. Let me run with your word. The revelation of the word that we are hearing in this house. Help me to run. Tell the Lord, let me manifest your word. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your word I hear daily transform me. Can you imagine what Mama was sharing? Out of Jeremiah. Some people can read Jeremiah, they can't have an assignment of such. But God used that by the Holy Spirit to bring about 
information about godliness, about what God likes, God detests. Oh God, do not let us be victims. Lord, refine our heart. Renew our heart. Fire us up by your Holy Spirit. Tell the Lord, help me to love you purely. That I will love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my spirit. Oh, sovereign Lord, I pray thee. Thank you, Father God. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I want to bless you. Stretch your hand before the Lord. Father, I speak, O oh God. Not I, but by the office that you have ordained me before I was created. I stand in Christ in God and I say, It is written, I did not say to Jacob, seek me in vain. And so I declare, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, that we will not seek in vain. As time and your seed time and harvest time will not cease. This is the 104 days that we have been sowing the seed of prayer. We have gathered together and we have been consistent. We have been studying the word of God together daily. We have been praying, Lord, in the day and in the evening we gather together. Oh, my King, the reward of seeking you is released upon everyone. The reward of those who seek you, Father, Lord, they look down from heaven and look at every life, even those who are joining us for the first time today. Because Jesus said somebody was called to work in the morning and then at 12 and then in the evening at 3. And all of them were paid the same wage. So people who are joining us today, we have covered for them for one and four days. Father, Lord, open the floodgates of heaven. Send your blessing. Send your blessing, Lord. Send your blessing. Send your blessing, Lord. Send your blessing. Send your spirit like river, 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 river. Lord, your Holy Spirit like river, river, river. Rito Sipralimonda. Your Holy Spirit like river, 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 river. Open the ears of, of man. <clears throat> Open the eyes of man, Lord. <clears throat> the Bible says, as it is written, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard. No man has conceived anything, everything you have for us. And Jacob, as we saw in the life of Jacob, how you related with him and what with you from beginning to the end of his life. And how you appeared to him on the dream and showed him direction in life and told him destiny. Lord, open the eyes of everyone under my voice. Amen. I say your eyes are open. Amen. I say your ears are open. Amen. I say your mouth receive utterance. Amen. Vision receive. Amen. Vision of the night receive. Vision of nightmare. Begin to have angelic encounter Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Father, Lord, I pray. If anybody is hurting in any form, <clears throat> I decrease solution. Amen. Somebody who appears that it seems as if your hope was dashed today. And it seems as if you are saying that, am I going to begin again? You will not begin again. Mm-hmm. The hand of God will come upon a man. That man that I see before me, he loves to wear short, uh, you know, uh, uh, short sleeve shirts. That is the man. I've seen before me, as he sits down on his sofa, the hand of the Lord came upon him, and he rose up, and tomorrow he put everything right back again online, and he completed what you have been, what I've been dragging all over. He bypassed many authority to favor you, 
And that which you have been waiting for is now in your hands, says the Spirit of the Most High. Yeah. Our God and King, we bless your name for the testimonies we have had. And we thank you for your grace and mercy that you have set upon us. For those who sow in tears will reap with joy. I declare over you, for all your years of sowing in tears, you begin to reap in joy. Your sorrows, your sighing, give way to smiling and laughing. You will carry sheaves in your hand by this time tomorrow. And the name of the King of Heaven, the God of better, shall be glorified over you. May the Lord grant all the desires of your heart. May the Lord strengthen you, empower you, and engrace you in every way. According to the command that the Lord has given to us in this time, I read, A blessing upon you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. May God, the creator of heaven and earth, give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when you are victorious. Mm-hmm. And we lift up the, our banner in the name of our God. Mm-hmm. May the God of Bethel, who reads the heart of man, and who knows the end before the beginning, may he grant all the requests of your heart, mm-hmm. even in this hour, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, mm-hmm. and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. amen and amen. Pastor Tayo, thank you so much for today. And God bless you all.